0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, the best group boxing workout in the market, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness.
0: Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Asking oh, yes, me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Ryder Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, yes, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara. Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh listen man, you know you 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 asked me a couple questions broadcasting around the world you're listening to the o show In the show and uh, doing your thing i mean you've got some pr- pretty big name guests i've seen your your stuff so congratulations on your success jack a much nicer guy than conan o'brien with much better interviewing skills don't forget to share this episode on your social media now let's get
1: to it i'm so bummed i forgot to get my girl tickets for the
0: show tomorrow and now it's sold out it's her frickin' birthday. Oh dude. She's definitely gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick, look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? what? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the O Show Podcast presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave with more than just a great sweat. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're also sponsored by... At online.ag sign up for that 50% bonus, week 13 of the NFL, starting with Thursday night football tomorrow night between the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints. Remember to use that promo code capital B-L-E-A-V 50 to get that 50% bonus. Our guest today knows a little bit about the NFL. He knows a little bit about sports betting. Chris Gronkowski back in the house via satellite. He's got his Cowboys jersey. I mean, he's how many? How many teams did you play for? You got the Broncos. You got the Cowboys. Um,
0: where'd you go to college did, again? Man. Yeah, we had three. Uh, Arizona. I knew and, that. Uh, ended up with the Chargers, but never played in a game with them. Got hurt in camp. So four teams, four years, man.
1: <laughs> That—that's the dream, though. You probably built a lot of good relationships with people. Uh, you, we were talking a little bit before we went on air. You got a, a baby girl coming on the way, your fourth child. So congrats on that.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's been good. It's been good. I guess, um, I guess it's a time for a baby girl finally with the Gronk family.
1: I mean, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see how you juggle all of this. You're going to be the father of four four little kids. Uh, you're a husband. You're an entrepreneur, business owner. You got all this. I mean, you got the the Gronk's YouTube channel going. On. I want to kick this interview off with what uh, I thought was a very interesting battle between you and Logan Paul a few months back. <laughs> What, what what happened there? Who kind of you know aligned all of that? Was that just for content, or was it legit? Like I want to get in the ring with Logan Paul and see how we see how we do this because all five of you did it, right?
0: Yeah, everyone but Rob. You know, Rob had really a nice little setup there, man. Yeah, he, he bailed. Or I guess he didn't bail on it. He set it up like that. So uh, what 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 actually happened was, the you know, Super Bowl was going down. Rob got on uh, with Logan. We all got on his podcast. My brother Gordy, yo, know, did a couple boxing lessons and had a friend who could box and thought he was, you know, Mr. Tough guy, I guess, all of a sudden. And he challenged Logan. He said, yo, all four bros versus you four rounds. And Logan's like, hell yeah, let's do it. So um, I've never personally put on gloves in my life. I didn't even realize, you know, I probably should have went to your sponsor's gym uh, and, and checked that out a little bit. So I at least knew how to wrap my hands or at least how to punch a bag. But I didn't know how to do any of that. We trained for 15 minutes and then we got in the ring with Logan, who, um, man, the guy's no joke. Like, he had been training 18 months straight, six days a week, and he was trying to beat Mayweather. Like, he was legitimately trying to beat Mayweather. He had a full team with him, a uh, professional coach, a Hall of Fame coach. And uh, his warm up that he did at the gym was insane. He set the clock for 18 minutes and he started jump roping. He didn't stop jump roping for 18 minutes. And at that point, I was like, bro, we're about to get crushed and so we had uh we had a couple other boxers that were there with us that were you know teaching us how to to box and they looked at us like you guys are idiots so got in the ring got absolutely crushed what happened was you know we didn't know how to protect ourselves so every haymaker he threw he landed and you know in every punch we threw he just he just juked so it was all good man it was good entertainment but yeah man it gives you a lot of respect for the sport though it really oh does did
1: you land any punches yeah
0: you know, no, I don't think any of us did. Maybe really? I think Glenn might have landed a quick jab and that was it. But, you know, it just shows you, man, it's, 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 a lot of skill. Like there is a lot of skill involved with boxing. It doesn't matter how big you are, how athletic you are. If you don't know the sport, you're going to get crushed in the ring.
1: Hank, do we have any uh, footage of that fight? Uh, <laughs> I think that <laughs> was honestly, no, we don't want any. honestly, probably a cool experience to do humbling, For you guys, going from athletes to YouTube, where they're kind of going from YouTube, starting out, the two brothers, to becoming professional boxers. And Jake's being taken seriously now. Here you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Come on, man. Don't show anyone. You look
1: really good. Here's all five of you watching it back, watching the film. At least I
0: threw a couple, but yeah. I thought you landed a a few. (laughs) Here's one in slow-mo. Oh, you almost got him. Yeah. Yeah, man. That would have been cool if I did, but he probably would have lost the Mayweather fight if I actually landed a punch on him. I know. He, he, he came very close. I got to admit it.
1: He came very close to pulling that off. I, I know the way Floyd boxes, it's very difficult to take him down, but Logan put up a fight in a way that nobody thought he would.
0: Yeah, he lasted. He lasted all the rounds, which that was impressive, man. And um, I know people said Mayweather held him up or whatever, but I don't, I don't think that was the case. I think he also tired himself out way too early. Oh, yeah. If he had a little more juice, I think it would have been a really good, really good fight. I mean, that's what McGregor did when he fought him as well. Like, that's his whole technique.
1: He, he riles these guys yeah, up, and then they, they come out, out swinging, and then they just get tired.
0: Yep. He's smart, man. I mean, he's 40 years old doing it too, which is insane.
1: Do you think that was the
0: most fun you've had on the YouTube channel thus far? Or have there been
1: other projects that you guys put together that you've enjoyed more?
0: we've had some good ones, man. Um, that was definitely exciting, but, you know, our first one was deep sea fishing. Uh, it was pretty funny. We all went out there. We all got super sick. We went out on the waviest day ever because we only had one way, one day to do it. And then we ended up catching, you know, a Goliath grouper, um, this huge bull shark as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of, we did a lot of really just cool events. Um, you know, we followed that up with walking the tightrope, uh, with, with Nicola Walenda and, um, you know, it looks kind of easy because he walks over Niagara Falls with, you know, just on this tightrope and, and he's holding this balancing bar and you're like, oh man, that bar must really help you out. And you know, we did that and it's not easy, man. So you just have a lot of respect for these guys and you know, there's so much talent involved with these things that we did that you just don't realize until you do it yourself. So there's been a lot of cool experiences that we've, we've done on the, the YouTube channel and hopefully we'll get to do a bunch more.
1: I mean, a lot of humbling experiences, but fun at the same time. I mean, that, that that's got to be a blast for the five of you guys. Like, because if I remember correctly, the last time we talked, you kind of talked a little bit about how the five of you you had like kind of like your own bunkhouse growing up that your dad made for you, right? Were
0: you able yeah, to like all, just tussle around? All bump um, yeah. We had we had three bedrooms for five kids, so we were always on top of each other. But yeah, we were always just battling, man, all day, every day. The house was basically yeah, just like a fortress of just fighting oh <laughs> that's, that's all it was man that's and the f- four of you
1: became pro football players Gordy's the one that went in the baseball direction right
0: correct yeah Gordy was he, he never played football he um he's pretty he was, he was skinny in high school so yeah. never played football um came out for one practice my brother Dan was a quarterback he was a beast he threw him a hard pass hit his hands said it hurt his hands and he uh he retired after that <laughs> oh my god really Yeah, he doesn't. He he. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. We can't uh, let him live that moment down.
1: Oh, that's hilarious! I I was talking to, who is it, Kelsey, who represents some of you guys. I was trying to get Gordy on the show as well uh, to time it perfectly so you guys can go back and forth on some things. But we're gonna have to find a way to do that uh, later on. But you guys, doing this channel, a lot's happened since the last time we've talked. Rob obviously won another Super Bowl with the Bucks. That had to be a blast. Super Bowl weekend in Tampa.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. That was probably my favorite Super Bowl to go to just because, um, first off, I didn't think it was ever going to happen again. So it's kind of like the Super Bowl that, you know, you never thought was going to come. But at the same time, it wasn't as packed. Like, it, because of COVID, yeah. it just wasn't insane like it normally is. What are you doing right uh, here? Yeah, I was on top of a ship, man. I was in the other, I, I don't know, got a little crazy after the game. So we're at the aquarium. Do you remember dreams. doing that? Yeah, yeah, man. I actually had a 6 a.m. flight I had to get on. Uh-huh. So. Um, you know, game plan was go all out, have as much fun as I could, and then just go right to the airport and I made the plane. So it was a success.
1: You're an entrepreneur. You got a lot of things going on. You got to be the businessman. Uh, yeah, how was the, uh, home. the celebrity, uh, beach flag game? It was hosted oh, was cool, by, man. it was hosted by Mike Mazanin, WWE fans known as the Miz. Obviously the 24 seven championship was there as well. Uh, was it fun interacting with all these different guys from all these different worlds? Yeah, dude, that's so
0: funny you ask
1: because there it is, the twenty-four-seven title. Yeah. Did you
0: actually win it, or did you just take a picture with it? No. So, um, Doug Flutie actually won it for a minute. No way. So Doug took it over, and then he lost it almost uh, within a couple minutes as well. But I uh, just got the call today to play in it this year as well. So I'll, I'll be back playing the celebrity oh, football yeah. game. Who's hosting? And, uh, who's, what's that? Who's hosting? Uh, it's the same. It's um man what is it celebrity sweat is, is always the host of it and um they do it every year they've done it for like 30 years now Wow! Uh, i need to win a game though man i think i'm 0 for 2 in the celebrity football game so i'll be back this year i gotta get a little bit of revenge uh we had andre reed with us he was crushing it uh we're actually gonna have him on the gronks podcast uh i guess our live stream on friday as well so we're still uh engaging with everyone that we met there because it was a good time man definitely a good time and I'm ready for round two. I'm ready to win a game, though.
1: Oh, yeah. I hope, hopefully our truth comes back with the uh, Ron Killings with the 24-7 title.
0: Does he still have it?
1: I don't know. Honestly, He he's like a 381-time thir- champion at this yeah. point. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they just, it's like hot potato with that thing. Anybody yeah, could win it.
0: Yeah, Rob had it for a little bit.
1: That's right. The, uh, yeah, when he, uh, that's right. Hosting, uh, he didn't end up hosting WrestleMania, did he? Or did he? Because he was supposed to, yeah. but then COVID hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he. I think. Yeah, I guess he was kind of a host. I don't. I don't know what you consider him, but yeah, he was in there.
1: I remember the uh, the documentary vividly of Vince McMahon proving that it's like, well, we want you to jump off this twenty foot scaffold, and Rob wouldn't do it, and Vince is like, well, I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do myself. So the seventy five year old Vince McMahon leapt off the 20 foot scaffold at the WWE performance center in Orlando, Florida, like it was nothing and got up like it was nothing.
0: Dude, I did not see that, man. How insane is that though? That's how we got Rob to do it.
1: Yeah. Cause I guess Rob, I don't want to say he was scared, but like, I guess he just was like, I don't know if this is going to hurt me. Cause I guess he was retired at that point. Still probably, you probably know more than me. He was probably thinking about or in talks of coming back at that time. But Vince was just like, no, it's fine. You're going to land on this thing. Like, it's going to be a whole thing. And in his suit, in his, like, $1 million suit, Vince McMahon, at 75 years old, just willingly truss falls back 20 feet uh, into this pad at the Performance Center.
0: It was unbelievable. That's insane, man. I got to check that out.
1: Hank, see if you could find footage uh, of that before uh, Chris ends up, you know, off the call. But I, I I remember that vividly when he was hosting WrestleMania. Uh, so you you got to win the twenty four seven championship at some point. Was it scripted that Flutie was going to win it just for content purposes or?
0: For sure, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. all set up. Um, yeah, our truth was I think he was giving a speech and, and Flutie just came in behind him. You know, quick pin, boom, got the belt, locked it up, and then um, he actually split open his li- his lip. It, like the belt hit him in the face when he was taking it. And the dude was just bleeding everywhere. So uh, he definitely earned the belt, that's for sure. And then he lost it, I think, like five minutes later as well.
1: That is the uh, glory of the 24-7 championship. I aspire to win the 24-7 championship one day. I mean, anybody could do it.
0: Man, you, you got to have a ref there. That's the problem. Like, There has to be a ref there, or I probably would have won it already. I mean, all you need is the shirt, really. That, that's when you know you're official. Oh, that's oh, that is. Oh, I man, yeah. I think you just need the belt. Exactly, exactly. Do
1: you, so. Do you um, you know, go back on you guys? You know, growing up together, still insanely close. All with insane work ethics. You know, you look at the intensity, the drive, the determination to do what you guys did to be all professional athletes, which is a very difficult thing to do. And I'm saying that as the most unathletic person of all time. It has to be one of the most disciplining things that you have to go through. And now, you know, being a retired professional athlete, uh, you you got Ice Shaker, you got all these different businesses and brands going on, you know, social media itself, you you could, you know, resonate a ton of money. You can monetize from there. Uh, How quickly did you kind of learn and navigate that entrepreneurial mindset after playing when it came to all of this stuff?
0: Yeah, that's... It's hard, man, because all you know is football. So yeah. um, you're not thinking about business when you're playing. You're really not thinking about anything besides football. And, you know, all of a sudden it's gone. So uh, I was lucky, man. My wife started the business my third year in the NFL because three teams, three years later, she didn't want to go and, and keep doing job interviews everywhere. So she found a way to work from home, started an online business. I jumped into that first for five years. We did really well with that. We were making more money than I was making in the NFL. Um, so it kind of just, with this that she started, I learned, you know, how to to really run my own business as well. And then the opportunity for Ice Shaker presented itself. So I jumped on board there because, um, man, it was more of my passion and what she was doing was her passion. So, uh, but yeah, to, to really, to get to where I would say to be like actually good and, and really know what I was doing in entrepreneurship and building a, a solid team and, and uh, structure and, and just culture, I would say it probably took me about five years to really know how to actually run a business.
1: What were some of those early learning curves? Because obviously coming from the NFL, coming from a different business into molding and crafting your own thing, what were some of the early struggles when it came to not only like financial issues, but getting people to buy into what you were doing at you know, the young stages, like the first year, first first month even?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, the struggles were you know, the fact that I refuse to really delegate and and bring in people and, and trust people to run with, with different responsibilities with the business. So I was super competitive coming out of the NFL. I think I can do everything. I refuse to listen to anybody's advice. Um, Yeah. I I didn't want to hire anyone. didn't trust anyone to do what I was doing. So that was by far the, the biggest thing, man. And you would think it would be opposite because you're coming from this amazing culture with an amazing team. And you've seen it for all these years, and you're like, oh, that's how it's done. That's how you win championships. You have yeah. this great team. And um, as an entrepreneur and as it, you know, being your own baby and, and just starting off and not really knowing what you're doing, you try to do everything yourself. And all that did was prevent me from, from growing, man. At the end of the day, I could only do so much and reach out to so many people and make so many partnerships by myself. And it took me years to really figure that out.
1: Mm. I don't know if I was reading that correctly, Hank, but he says he has the Vince McMahon video. Just so you could see it for the very first. I'm stunned you haven't seen this yet. Look at this. He's struggling to get over the grill. There's Drew McIntyre, for people that don't know, talking about how crazy his boss is. But here's him showing Rob, this is what I want you to do. He's like, see? No problem.
0: (laughs) No way. He's like, no problem. No problem.
1: He's 75 years old. I mean, talk about someone who had to become an entrepreneur on the spot. Like I think his dad was just basically like you're gonna you're gonna do commentary you're gonna run this business and he turned it from a professional wrestling industry a federation you know the WWF to this global entertainment sensation to what it is today.
0: And he's still dropping elbows. It's unbelievable.
1: Who who were some because obviously your team you know you're inspired by you know obviously your family the team that you work with but who were some of those outside um, global entrepreneurs that you looked at um, to say like. I wanted to take some pointers here, take some things here and kind of mold it into my own thing.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Dad definitely helped. My dad's been in business for 32 years. But um, Andy Frisella, yeah, MFCO yeah. project was a big influence for me. Uh, There's a lot of 4 a.m. mornings where, you know, I had the, the ear pods in, man. I was just, I was working, just grinding it out. And, um, you know, just listening to that, you know, it, it's super powerful tool There's 350 episodes of him just, really teaching people how to run a business. So, um, that was huge. That was pretty much the only outside influence that I had. And really? uh, I, I religiously listened to his podcast. I, you know, there's times I go back, there's, you know, times I, I make my team listen to him as well. So I was able to have him on my podcast as well. And it was, it was an honor, man. He's, he's still crushing it. Um, still has a podcast. He goes more into politics now, but his original stuff was, was huge for entrepreneurs.
1: I mean, it's amazing how you could just reach out to someone and interact with them, not only on, like, a global brand presence like a podcast, but just in general to ask for advice. Like, David Meltzer I know you guys have talked to. I've talked to him as well. Like, insanely intelligent guy who went through so much financial struggles and successes and the more struggles and successes. And then to come out on top and just go out of his way to help everybody, like, that's his main focus. Uh, I, I kind of listened to some of the stuff that you guys had on the Gronk podcast with him. Uh, talking about uh, you guys giving back, you know, him selfishly going out of his way to say like the five of you and what you're doing with your brand, giving back to other people is unbelievable. How, how is that conversation? And do you guys uh, have a relationship? Is there any, um, you know, tips he gives you along the way when it comes to, you know, building your brand and building everything you got going
0: on? Uh, You're talking from, from, from Meltzer. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. I I, I just stay in connection with the man. Um, Yeah. Like you said, he, he's trying to reach as many people as he can and help them out. So we crossed paths uh, just through social media at first, and then we stayed in contact. So I'll jump on um, some of his live stream stuff like that just to just to help out. Um, any questions or anytime we can help each other, we do. So it's been um, it's cool, man. That's that's the, the power of social media, and most people don't realize. But you know, all you need to and this is actually this is his big thing. You know, people will help. Just ask for it. You know, and that again was a big struggle of mine. Like I, I didn't ever ask for help. Like that was the one thing I refused to do was ask for help, especially early on in the business. It was so competitive. Thought I could do everything myself. Myself, and when you ask people that have been there and done their that before, they're going to help you a lot, and you're going to get a lot further with their advice because they've already made all the mistakes. So ask for help and take that help and take that advice and use it.
1: Do you think moving forward, when you look back at it 20, 20, 30 years from now, who even knows where, uh, you know, the podcast game or social media in general is going to be in five years? Do you think that you want to go along that route of going back and giving back? Obviously, you're already doing it, you know whether it be you know the five of you with the brand, with you, with everything you got going on in business, do you think that your main goal 20, 30 years down the line is to set, not only you know, you're know you going to be a man with four kids now, three sons and a daughter, you're going to want to set that example and at the same time give back to everybody else in the process in any way that you can?
0: Yeah, I think so, man. Um, it's kind of one of those questions you get asked, like, what would you do Yeah, for free, you know, if you, you know, if you could, if money wasn't an object and that's, that's, I get excited about helping people out, man. I I really do, but I get really excited when they actually take the advice and they actually do it. And that's when I get really pumped, man. Cause you know, one of the most frustrating things is taking the time out, really drilling down, really trying to help someone when they actually don't want the advice. They don't want the help. They're not actually going to do it. Uh, it's just a waste of time. So when I see people take the advice, I give them and actually do it and have success with it. That's when I get super excited about it.
1: Uh, I mean, that, that's awesome, man. And you, you get to look back because you get to talk to people who you were inspired by and at the same time relay that into someone who's inspired by you. You, you guys probably get a ton of messages from not only fans but people that you've interacted with saying, like, I, I took your advice and it worked wonders for me. Were there any specific stories there of people that reached out after, you know, seeking advice from you that kind of turned their lives around? Maybe not from, like, a big marginal standpoint, but just that little... Flip of the switch, change things for
0: them? Yeah, man. I, I what one of the things we do with Ice Shaker is we give out a free ebook um after every purchase. So with that, I have had people, it's funny because like they don't tell you at first, they tell you after, yeah. you know, they made all the changes. So they'll hit me up like six months later and be like, hey man, I just wanted to tell you uh, you know, six months ago you sent me this ebook or you responded back to me with a with a DM because I did like a whole bunch of blog posts about what I eat when I eat it all my workouts, all my cardio. And I, and I put it out there for free for people because a lot of times people just don't know the steps to take to be successful, especially with your health and your fitness. So it's like, man, let's just, I get so many questions. Let's do a long form, just blog post about it and just throw everything out there that I've had success with. So I've done that in the past and um, I've posted about it and it almost seemed like no one listened. And then Mm -hmm. six months later is when I would get all these messages like, man, you posted this so long ago. I did it. I do it every week. I love your workouts. I've had amazing results. Thank you so much. And then you're like, man, yeah, like, and that, that's when you're like, all right, I gotta keep doing this, man. It, it's you know, that's that's what's great about it. And I don't think a lot of people realize that it, it feels like you're giving, but you get so much more back that it just keeps fueling you. So um, I get super pumped when people actually use those workouts and actually do them.
1: I mean, it's interesting because like you were saying before, like you tried to do everything by yourself, even though that you grew up in like a team atmosphere, not only at the professional level, but probably growing up in your household as well. And then you look back and think like, oh, like the more I give, the more people are going to be fulfilled. And the more you feed people, the more you're going to be fed. If that makes sense. if I'm using that analogy correctly.
0: Uh, Absolutely, man. It's definitely like you feel like, or they feel like uh, you know you're motivating them, but they're motivating you as well, and that's what I love about it. And it's 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 a great just it's almost like a partnership, man. I put content out, they use it, it gets me pumped, I keep doing it.
1: Well, the last thing I want to do since we're on the topic of giving, I want you to give because I've seen you do some reels on Instagram about some of your some of your bets of the week. One of our sponsors yeah. is betonline.ag. I want to hear some of Chris Gronkowski's picks for the week. NFL week thirteen. Because again we got the Cowboys and the Saints tomorrow kicking off the week. And then of course uh on the latter stages of things, I think we have the Pats and Bills on Monday night, if I'm not correct.
0: Oh really? Damn. Yeah. All right, what's our right, let's see Dallas. Dallas is a four and a half point Wow so you already have great. it up. That was quick. Hey come on man yeah for sure. <laughs> you already had the tab <laughs> open. I haven't I haven't looked at the games um, yet, but this week. But um, yo, just just based on these spreads, man, I'm I'll go with Cowboys here on the road. They've been crushing. They've been covering a lot of lines. Um, as long as other receivers back though, I, I know they were. I don't think Amari's back yet. Uh, what about CD Lamb? Is CD Lamb back? Mm. No, he only missed last so, week, right? Against oh, Ob- he got last week. Vegas. Yeah, Amari was out, so everyone was. I mean. Their top two threats were out, so um, I would have to check on, on injuries. Man, injuries are a huge part, man. A lot of times people just – they just look at lines and just start betting like crazy, but I usually wait until the day of to see who's actually playing. I also – what most people don't do, this game doesn't matter because it's indoor, but weather's huge. Weather's a huge impact on a lot of these games, especially if it's really cold, really windy, or it's raining. But that's that's huge. So, you know, you you got to definitely – put that into, into play uh who i really like is um who's playing miami this week that would Let's be say. the new york football giants the giants hold on your so hats so that's a game where i like miami a lot in this game because man every year you saw it where the pats would split games with them with yeah. miami every year no matter how bad miami was miami came to new england they lost New England went to Miami. They lost every time, man, because it's hard to play in Miami, especially in the middle of December, because it's still hot and it's still humid. And you're coming from New England or you're coming from New York, and you know you're not used to that, so you die out quick. And I know I was at one of the games um, when Rob was with the Pats. I was down there in Miami, and I was sitting in the stands, and I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm roasting right now. Like these guys guys got to be dying. They were all cramping up. Everyone was hurting. So I like Miami in that one. Uh, they're four point favorites. I'm, I'm going with Miami in that game as well. Wow! Just speaking that's, that's from experience. Two, that's two right there. That's two bulletproof picks right there, man. Lock it in. But what's the over-under for Dallas tomorrow? Uh, let me check. Let's see where we're at. Dallas over-under. Dallas, New Orleans. That's 47 and a half.
1: Really? In a dome, two offenses that have the potential to really break out, but at the same time have a tendency to break your heart when they uh, – get your hopes up. I'm a Cowboys fan, so and you played for them, so
0: you understand yes, some of the struggles. Yeah, it's, it's um I missed a Thursday game too, so it's always a little crazier. Do you ever yeah, do they, any prop are they, bets? Coming, are they coming off back-to-back
1: Thursday games? So Thanksgiving Day and then they did yeah, then they had prime time against the Chiefs week 11. Week twelve against the Raiders, another heartbreaking loss, and now back to back Thursday nights. I feel like this is common for them too. It seems like every single year after Thanksgiving, they get the Thursday night game the following week.
0: Really, that's interesting, man. I'm starting to
1: pick up on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know they could do that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Yeah, prop bet prop bet wise, um, I like man. I'll I'll see certain matchups, man. Like again, I normally go back to New England. um, You know, Belichick's playing a rookie quarterback, something like that. You know, it's easy to smash that under. Um, if the Bucks are playing a good running, running team like Indy last week, you know, Indy comes out. They have this, what, 200 yards the week before rushing the ball. They come out. They don't even try to run against the Bucks. So, again, man, you, you get a team like that, you just smash the under.
1: And last question for you to put you on the spot, Super Bowl prediction. Because I, I have one for you that I think would be really great.
0: Man, I, I still – I don't know, man. I think it's going to manifest, but I, I feel like I went to the New England game. Rob wasn't able to play, and I was like, man, this is really the only chance i will ever yeah. get to play against this old team. And now as it's all Oops. coming together, I'm like, man, they might end up in the Super Bowl against each other, yep. which would be absolute insanity.
1: I think it would be great for the game of
0: football and great for everyone involved. I agree, man. Like, I'm, I'm getting kind of pumped about it because it, it's a real – it's a real possibility. I, I, I mean, the Patriots look great. Their defense is unreal right now. The Bucks look good. I think they're getting healthy. They got to get better on defense. And I think they make that same run once they get healthy as well. So I can see it happening. It, it could get really interesting here at the end of the year.
1: I mean, you look at all the experience Bill Belichick has, and you morph that with... No experience on Mac Jones's end in NFL postseason play. But the AFC is so wide open to where it's plausible. Like, it's a legitimate possibility where on the NFC side, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Bruce Arians, just postseason ball alone, you don't know what's going to happen. They're one of the best teams in the league, but a totally different monster in the postseason when you also have the Rams who are looking strong. The Packers, like Aaron Rodgers has never looked better. Kyler Murray is probably going to be the, the number one seed with the Arizona Cardinals. The, I'll give the Cowboys credit they're They're going to win the NFC East. Uh, again, being a fan, I'm skeptical, but they're still one of the best teams in the NFC. Cowboys, you never man. know.
0: They're, they're very talented. It's a really good team. So yeah, that's a lot of talent. You never know.
1: But I think Patriots Buccaneers after again, Brady and Rob win it. Their very first year back. Their very, very first year out of new England. To put Bill Belichick's back against the wall like that and for them to play again after that very competitive regular season matchup they had a few weeks ago in the rain at Gillette. It's enticing. Yeah. It's very interesting to say. I mean, that's going to be a fun one to be at if if worlds collide and that happens.
0: It'll be good for everyone.
1: I think that'll be be a blast.
0: I'll be there for sure.
1: Oh, my goodness. Are your kids home yet? Are they?
0: Uh, That definitely, it's definitely. Loud here. out coming. here you're coming well I'll,
1: I'll let you get to the family before you got you know everything else going on your plate obviously ice shaker uh what's the website where, where can we head for uh ice shaker
0: yeah for sure ice
1: IceShaker.com. It's as easy as that, man. Chris Gronkowski. Uh, we're going to have to do this again soon sometime. Hopefully we can get some of the other guys on as well. Uh, but this was episode 452 of the podcast. Remember, betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus. We've got the Cowboys and the Saints tomorrow night. We're also sponsored by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hanku, hit the lights, man. And that's how we roll.
0: Boom. Thank you for listening to Believe.